So we back. What it do, y'all? This is Drea G. This is Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits, a.k.a. the girls raised in the South and the city. What's good, Tasha? How you feeling? How we looking? You know what? I'm feeling good. I just been having, you know, everyone know I always have a story out there. What you got going on now? Nah, I don't really have any stories, but like this dating in Houston is really different from dating in New York. And I realized that I am a New Yorker, (laughs) even though I've been in Houston for like a year now since COVID. Mm -hmm. It's just that some things that Southern men do is so different than from New York men. Like for instance, like these men out here, like I feel like I'm in the nigga, the nigga category, (laughs) you know, like these dudes been mad at me because I'm not hitting them up. They like, oh, you can make time for somebody, yada, yada, yada out here in Houston. I'm like, damn, I'm really in busy. Like I got my job is crazy. I still got a job in New York. Mm. And then I do, we do the podcast and I do the YouTube. Like I'm a busy woman. Like in New York, I feel like men are busy in New York. And I feel like they would kind of understand if I'm like busy too, but it's just like crazy. Like these men out here in Houston, just, it seems like they don't have no damn jobs. Cause I'm like, why are you bothering me? Like, <laughs> like this dude, he literally asked me out for lunch on a weekday and I'm like sir I'm at work and he's like oh okay okay and then he hits me up an hour later what you doing sir I am at fucking yeah, work sir it don't like, sound like he got a job or maybe he's an, an entrepreneur and he makes his own hours I don't know a lot of these <laughs> niggas out here entrepreneurs in New York the man they may be entrepreneurs but they hustling they got they busy they yeah. busy yeah yeah, it's busy outside, hanging on the corner sometimes. I don't yeah. know, Tosh. You may be a little bit beyond them. You may be a little bit progressive, but... Mm. They slow out here. It's real slow. You well, know, I'm not saying the people slow. I'm just saying that the, the way of life is slow. It's not as fast-paced as, you know, when we was in New York. Mm. And we think it's busy. But, as you know, you, in New, you are in New York. Yeah, I'm you in New, New York. York. Right. So, so I'm, how... What you going through in New York? Anything happening i mean the only thing that i think that the world is going through is they're trying to figure out yo we've been outside like crazy now are things gonna shut back down we get up this way you know i would say it's not you know pre-covid or anything like that i think we were just getting to a place where we're getting our bearings like things are getting open they have a lot of like live music stuff coming up for august and september yeah you know from hot 97 to the governor's bar and stuff like that so no like things up here are good like you know we've been outside child i don't know you know it may be a dating lack in uh houston because you are you know readjusting to the culture and maybe you're a true yorker at this point in the way you move but no things are things are good up this way oh i'm gonna have to go back girl we gonna see girl we gonna see we're gonna see if you're gonna dab honey and if you can hang and if you're ready to bang i may be back in new york i may be back my job is there y'all listeners so yeah know it is what it is all right well shit let, let's get into it for the week so we are doing our top 10 our pour up or uh, bless your heart where we are either toasting up to something noteworthy or we are you know blessing the heart of someone that we're giving a party foul they made an offense all right so number one i'm gonna kick it off with uh this is actually a pour up and i'm gonna actually uh toast it up to uh it looks like stephen jackson well he's been an instrumental part of it is the untold netflix trailer 
trailer. It's basically a, a five-part docu-series, and it goes across different sports industries, and it's just talking about pivotal moments throughout sports that took place. And this one specifically is Malice at the Palace. Mm. So for all you NBA fans who, you know, are curious to know, you know, what set off that infamous brawl that took place. Ron Artest. Yes. So this was the Pistons versus the Pacers. It it went down. Yes. So Ron Artest, you had Steven Jackson, you had it's been. That shit was crazy. I remember the fan, he threw I think a beer bottle or something mm. and like Ron Artest and Ron Artest just snapped and he whooped the, the fan's ass. Yeah, it was it was a big brawl. A coach got trampled. About five fans got uh, beat up and charged and banned. They should have jumped out the way. They should have got moved out the damn way. They up there, you know. Ooh. It is what it is. Listen, if you don't want to get hit, don't talk shit. It was definitely 2004. So in 2004, I mean, I don't even know if fans were really getting getting penalized for things like that. And so now, you know, you have a new like new laws, like you know, fans get banned. And even though they got banned then, but it's just it was a different setup. Like right. at that time, Ron Artest and Steven Jackson like they were suspended basically the whole season thereafter they lost they lost millions, millions of, dollars. of dollars that's what he was saying he was like and the whole thing supposedly it was somebody put a battery in the fans back it was like a joke amongst his friends to throw a beer and so it just set yeah, off nah. a ripple effect and supposedly like Ron Artest says that he was cool with the dude after and like his friends was See, like nah we don't agree with that because we Ron Artest was money. from New York he from New York he from Queens he from Queens Queensbridge girl he crazy so I, I can imagine back in the day you trying him right you know uh Lamar Odom from Queensbridge too so uh when Tristan be trying to come at him sideways for for, for Chloe uh he need to back up too but we already know them New York cats don't play but for sure so pour up to that I can't wait to see it it drops August 10th on Netflix and again it's a five-part docuseries it's not just basketball so should be cool check it out okay so number two I'm going to pour it up to SUNY Lee um, and Simone Biles. So these are both gymnasts and they're both awesome in their very own. But um, with SUNY Lee, she literally just won the all around. She's like the first Asian woman to win all around competition, as well as she's the first woman within her culture to win Dope. and her parents are also refugees and it's like a it's a strong story background story that she like her family have overcame a lot I think her dad is paralyzed and mm. this is a lot and then I'm just happy that she won and then I'm happy on the other side of things as Simone Biles you know she took a rest you know she didn't compete and she was focused on her mental health and you know I applaud her you know all these other haters and shit out there mm. Extremely and she'll have to nothing to prove. The, the sis don't want all these Olympic ma- championships and shit. She put this damn team together. So she'll, she don't really have nothing to prove. She built this damn team. So if she decides to take a mental health break, then that's her prerogative to do that. And why not? Because, you know, why, you know, continue to go through something? And, you know, if she wound up injured behind it or whatever the case may be. So I applaud her too. So shout out to right. Simone Biles. All righty. So number three, I'm going to shout out Will Smith. I'm going to drink to that. Pour it up to Will. So I've been watching. Will literally has this new movie out, King Richard, 
which he's going to be playing Serena and Venus um, dad in this film. And I looked at the trailer. The trailer looks pretty dope. You know, he look at, he's like sounding extra country. I I know that their daddy was from uh, Louisiana, but damn, he was in that country. But it is what it is. You know, he's from Philly. So they be, I feel like Northern actors, they really, when they portray Southern people, they they be extra with it. But um, I'm pretty sure Will is going to do a good job because he did a good job with Muhammad Ali and all the other films that he's been in. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch it. Even though he had a lot of, you know, controversy over this. Like, I think Amanda Seals, her ass been hating on Will Smith. You know, she's throwing shade or whatever, but she said she's entitled to her opinion. But I feel like Will is going to do a great job. So I'm very interested in watching this film. I'm interested to see what he does. I mean, I, I don't think that he's the greatest or he's been the greatest when it uh, came to mastering accents. I think it was another film where he played the the doctor. Uh, it was like a South African doctor where he was like in co- like uncovering that stuff about CT and well, football. Brain. Yes. I just know he caught flack about that. I mean, either way, look, you know, I'm interested to see what he does with it. If it's a great film overall, then hey, it is what it is. And I'll I'll gladly support it. So we'll see what it's talking about. That's what I can say. All right. So that's going to bring us to number four. And so... Um, this is actually uh this is a pour up and it's a little bit of a, a little bless your heart. We're gonna throw a little shade. Rihanna. Okay, so the pour up. Rihanna is, you know, expanding her empire. You know, she's already yeah. got skincare, uh makeup on lock, but now bras, she's adding everything. Right, bras. Now she's adding something to her repertoire. She's adding perfume. And if you ever heard anybody I've heard I've literally heard other celebrities say that Rihanna has like the best scent like when they get on the red mm. carpet near her so I'm interested and I, I'm looking forward to it because I love what she's done you know with makeup and you know uh, with with the, the lingerie so I already know her whatever type of scents I know it's gonna be sickening I know it's gonna be smelling good and so right. I can't wait for that so I'll get my coins ready for that but I'm gonna also Rihanna was involved this she just so happened to be an innocent bystander she was minding her own business Mm. uh real housewives in new york i know we kind of talked about this last week but uh but it was it it was funny because basically there is if you watch it ramona who's been on there forever crazy ramona anyway it's another housewife leah and leah has a brand it's like this is i don't know if it's like a urban wear it's like a trendy type wear pretty much it's called mary to the mob and anyway on the show like ramona was like throwing shade and she was like you know i haven't heard of your brand and da 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 like or just trying to give her like feedback and she was like uh you're not my demographic anyway she was like you think i need you wearing my stuff when rihanna wears it anyway uh rihanna took to instagram to stand that and she you know she just like what was said in her in her uh married to the mob apparel you know kind of like repping for leah but you know shady ramona so bless her heart because she don't know what's hip and uh shout out to rihanna for educating her and shout out to rihanna on her you know upcoming perfume line all right shout out sis so number five this is a definite uh, a definitive bless your heart so this is for johnson and johnson this week it was announced that they are being sued on behalf of black women pretty much the national council of negro women filed a lawsuit 
and who is representing um, them in that lawsuit is none other than Ben Crump. Yeah, uh-huh. man, that man good, though. He's a good he's a good civil attorney, man. You always going to get paid with his ass. Right. So he, he has signed on, and what's crazy about it is back in about 2000, what, 12 no it was about 2014 johnson and johnson they paid out like 40 plus million dollars for being confirmed that yeah yeah this talcum powder is causing cancer crazy enough my grandmother um who passed away last year in 2020 that was something that she had been battling with for a couple of years ovarian cancer Mm. and um one of the things that she had you know outlined as you know a possible cause was talcum powder because you know back in my grandmother's generation back in my mother's generation you know especially them growing up in texas like they you know black women like people used to live by talcum powder they tell you to you know put it on you to prevent from sweating and to, to right. keep dry and so this was something that was being apparently with this lawsuit what they're saying they're saying that hey they had messaging for years that singled out black women mm-hmm. they had messaging oddly enough you know the cancer i mean it's women of color that is impacted the most i mean just shout out to the the national council of negro women and ben crump for you know putting that together because my grandmother i want to say she i mean she's she had been on a, a class action lawsuit for years so it's something that's been taking place something that's been ongoing but i'm glad that the national council of negro women if they felt like hey we got to make a stand this right. is something that's you know out of control that's plaguing our community we have to take a stand and i get it because hell you still got johnson and johnson out here pushing all their product every day of the week they got vaccines for us you know they they got in a little bit of hot water but i guess it got ironed out but i wouldn't want anything from johnson and johnson you know uh let alone a vaccine but yeah so uh shout out to ben crump and uh the national council of negro women for spearheading that again so number six i'm gonna bless my heart to the ncaa so recently um um, the NCAA, they decided to allow college athletes to earn money off their likeness. So beforehand, like college athletes weren't getting paid for like their jerseys or just anything that is promoting mm-hmm. themselves. So they real, I feel like they was kind of like slaving these damn athletes. Like using them, these coaches get paid millions of dollars. The school gets millions of dollars and off these athletes and they're risking their bodies and they're not getting paid. So like back in 2005, Reggie Bush, like they said that he was receiving lavish gifts, like just favors from like sports marketers and hotel stays and all kind of like limousine rides. So, you know, that was against the rules back in the day. So the NCAA, even though now they changed the rules up, they still mm-hmm. won't give this man his trophy. And I feel like that's fucked up. I just want to bless my heart to the NCAA. I just feel like they all just like big scammers and users. And Reggie Bush was tweeting about it. So it is what it is, though, at this point. But hopefully he can get his trophy soon. We shall see. So number seven. Oh, yes. So number seven, I want to pour it up. And I'm pretty sure you too, Tria G, want to pour it up to Issa yes. Rae. Issa Rae got this um, beautiful, you know, uh, Af- 
African businessman husband now. Yes. (laughs) She popped up with a new, a new bae, honey, a whole husband, actually. You know, and I know we all thought it was like, is this a joke? But I just knew. I'm just like, yo, if I if I swipe, if I keep swiping to the left and I see a man in this, I'm like, nah, sis done got married. And lo and behold, I was like, yeah, her ass got married. I'm like, look at Issa and her typical humor and the way that she would announce to the world that she secretly got hitched but uh but yeah i'm here for it i mean i'm all for it i i get it you know private till permanent um i like it you know she's been on that nigga for years though yeah yeah like but and that's what i'm saying like she's been very you know kept her love life private you know we see her she is social we'll see her out kicking it having fun enjoying her friends but i think in my mind i knew she had a man but he was in her um awkward and shit he was in awkward he was in a couple of her shit and then she just kept that shit low key though yeah exactly and so i dig it get your get your bag get your bae and stay out the way i love it i'm here for it so so shout out to her on finding her 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 match and uh and that beautiful uh ceremony that they had in france man so number eight guys so i'm gonna bless my heart in the behalf of all the hotties because i'm an aunt to the hotties to the the baby so recently the baby has been canceled by uh everybody like from the lgb to the LGBTQ community is going off on his ass right now. Like, and he really did try it. So like, and recently, and I think his, was it rolling out, rolling loud? Mm-hmm. Rolling loud. So he said like, he, you know, he was talking on stage and he first said, he was like, ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone lighter in the air. Fellas, if you ain't sucking a nigga's dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighters in the air. <laughs> You like keep it fucking real. If you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, se- any of them deadly sexually transmitted disease that you may die in a day or two or in two weeks, put your cell phone lighters in the air. He is really stupid. And I've been saying this. I've been saying this. This nigga is losing all of these deals because of what he said. And I don't I honestly don't feel sorry for his ass. So it is what it is. You know, he was so cocky, you know, and he didn't really want to apologize at the Mm -hmm. beginning. Like his publicist was going through hell with his ass. And then this publicist statement, I don't even feel like, I don't even feel like it's sincere to be quite honest. It's definitely not from him. It's because he's losing his money. And if, if I feel like if, black women if we stick together and black people stick together or when these uh rappers uh like the baby when they they disrespect black women then shit he'll be apologizing to black women too in the future i feel like he definitely needed this humble pie he did because i feel like he was moving along for a little bit with you know no checks you know, and he was getting away. I mean, because he's even just got caught up. We've talked about it, his legal offenses. So, yeah, sometimes you need a little humble pie. Uh, the statement that he issued, let's see, it definitely doesn't sound like it was him. Because my thing is, like, you know, he always touting about how smart he is. So I I definitely don't believe it. Uh, but it says social media move so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has made his own way from a very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly working against me, knowing what I needed was education on these topics and guidance. 
has been challenging. I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. Oh, That's man. what I needed, and it was received. Can they make it sound a, a least bit, you know, like the person, they wrote it themselves. They don't never do it. Because the baby oh. is very smart and very knowledgeable on a lot of stuff, so you can't tell me that Google ain't educated him on anything <laughs> that we right. can be able to educate him on. He didn't write on. that shit. He didn't write that shit. So after all of this, you know, everybody was going in on him, like Eldon John ass was up there going in on him. Like everybody's been like, and this man has a nerve to say, so I hope y'all had that same, same energy when black people get killed by the police. That shit like really annoyed me when he said that, because I hate when people, including that, what's that girl, that rapper, it's your little friend. I, I'm a redder, Cause you know, the female MCs. I don't know none of these little rappers. Yeah. I'm, I'm a redder. redder. I'm a redder side. What the fuck her name is. So she was just like, Oh, so y'all don't be canceling, uh, racist brands, but y'all be quick to cancel black people, whatever the hell she said, something into that sense. I hate when like black people, well, a lot of black men particular, I hate when they always want to throw in the black card when they do something fucking wrong. Like you were wrong, bruh, plain and simple. You were wrong. Yes. People should have spoke up about, you know, all the other shit that you have done, like been very misogyny in your music and shit like that. And you tried the fuck out of Megan Thee Stallion and nobody, you know, boycotted you. But that's also a part of us, you know, as consumers, like, you know, the, the LGBT community, they have a strong community and they stick together when they have like certain issues when people say uh, a lot of crazy shit about them. Like, so as the black community, I know we stick up and two against white people, but we need to also hold our people accountable when they say dumb ass shit. Yeah, like when he's been disrespecting, you know, punching females in the face, I saw him punch a fan in her face and like how he tried Megan Thee Stallion as a community, we should have said, nah, you ain't gonna be trying no trying black women. We should have been on that same shit that the LGBT community was on. We need to be on that shame shit because he is a toxic as fuck individual. Period. So I feel like we just let we give black men. I'm not saying all black men out there. I want y'all to be mad at me. Right. But I'm saying we give a lot of these black men so many like passes. Passes with their toxic behavior. With we do like and with their whole. It's just so much misogyny mm-hmm. and homophobia. We just give them so many passes and that shit is just annoys me. I mean, and that's a valid point. And like, should he be canceled? I mean, in my mind, yes. You know what I'm saying? But am I the consensus for the culture? No. But yes, but I've been saying, I've been thinking that like, you know, 10 times over. He's been moving very recklessly, you know, with little regard for himself or others. So I I, I just hope that, you know, he slows down, he humbles himself and uh, he does, he does take a accountability for some of you know the stuff that's going on out there right now all right so number nine this is actually a, a poem i'm so i'm sipping to this this is going out to tink tink chicago artist she's been grinding for a long time uh, a lot of you may be familiar but it's a lot of you that may not um but she is dropping an album i think she's been doing a lot of work with hit maker recently what? She not- that woman beat her Okay. Mm, yeah. She's I don't been, like his ass either. And I, male privilege in the industry. Okay, go he, ahead. Go ahead. He he is a producer, yes, and it is. And I don't I and you know what? It ain't even about him. It's more so about Tink because I wanna say that I mean 
as long as as we've known about Tink and she's super talented because she sings and she raps. It's just like I've I like we haven't seen her blow like some of these other mainstream artists have been able to do. And so I will say like of lately, you know, I see them trying to push this new project. It's called In the Heat of the Moment. She had a single with Blue Vandros, not not that long ago, a couple of weeks that dropped. So I'm interested to hear the project. I feel like Tink never disappoints. I feel like her bodies of work are always pretty tough and and that's because she raps and she sings but uh shout out to her because like I said I know she's been grinding for so long I feel like she's so underrated and and extremely talented so shout out to Tink who's got a new music coming out all right shout out so number 10 just to kind of close this out this is just gonna be a little you know shout out to to black businesses black owned businesses it's actually today um we're recording today, but it's actually National Lipstick Day. So just in honor of National Lipstick Day, I just want to shout out, you know, five different Black-owned brands that, you know, I think that we should be trying and and, and supporting. So I don't know. I'm going to ask you, Tasha, because I know that you're a big fan of the lip bar. I've used some Fenty. Um, so Fenty is one of the brands that I'm naming for, you know, the Black-owned. Mm -hmm. We have uh, the lip bar and I want to say the lip bar. Isn't this your, is this a a FAMU alumni uh, woman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So the lip Detroit. Yeah. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. So we have the lip bar, Pat McGrath. I, you know what? I do not have any Pat McGrath products, but I'm really trying to like level up this year and get my beauty, you know, regimen tight. And I know Pat McGrath has great products uh, for, for women of color. I, I just always hear really great things like about quality, just about like color palettes and stuff like that. And just, I always hear Pat McGrath's name mentioned. So that's another brand I want to shout out. Oma Beauty. That's another one. Oma Beauty. And then I have a uh, Danessa Myricks. Oh, that's and- dope. Yeah, so she she has some dope color uh, palettes and and hues and eyeshadows and lipsticks too. So shout out to those black owned businesses. Again, it's National Lipstick Day, so you know if ladies, if you're adding something to your summer collection, you know maybe you want to try one of these five black brands. Oh, and also uh, Juvia's brand, uh, they got lipstick. I bought actually just bought some lip stick from them they kind of give me like old school fashion fair vibes Mm. it's very like it's very strong and pigmented so i like them too okay okay so another honorable mention so juvia if you guys haven't tried so yeah support those black owned businesses all right bet so you know this is that time where we do our southern sound off where us southern bells we give our perspective on a certain topic and so this week uh we you know just a continuum of last week when we were talking about toxic masculinity um this week we're talking about basically like tasha what is this toxic like media yeah it's like toxic social media tv just anything around us that we see like basically in the media right and that is maybe damaging or impactful to our health our mental health just kind of you know what we're intaking on a daily basis right that is Right, man. And I mean, it's it's crazy because we literally ingest so much 
like on a day to day that I think that we become desensitized. So like a question for you, like toxic TV. Okay. So like what, what is some, I guess, what are some toxic things in TV or toxic shows or producers maybe? Girl, it's, I feel like most of these damn uh, black producers, like in our lifetime and directors, they all been toxic as fuck. Like when you go back to like back in the day, God rest his soul, John Singleton. Every time I watched this movie, it was like black people getting killed. And it was very depressing. Like when Ricky died, that that affected my mental health. He I made, was a child and I right. was uh, yeah, just going through it. You he, know? Made, he made those hood classics, though. I think he also. So what was it? Did what did he produce? Was it Minister Society? But yeah, yeah. Girl, he did Rosewood too. He did that slave slave movie. That was like it was it was toxic, but it wasn't as toxic to me because you know they was killing up, they was killing all the oppressors mm-hmm. and stuff. So it made me feel a little good that they was you know at least they got a little revenge, but it still was uh toxic. And then we got Oprah, you know, speaking of slavery, every movie, movie that Oprah produced or uh, helped write was toxic as fuck from the color purple to beloved. Beloved now was the most toxic movie I ever seen as a child. Like it was with Kimberly Elise. This is when she first was starting off, you know, and I just knew she was going to be a powerful actor because beloved, how she made me feel watching beloved. I just knew that she was going to be toxic the rest of her career. <laughs> You know, it it is crazy. Um, you know, some people have different, I guess, perspectives on it. Um, there are some actors, some artists, they feel like, for example, like slavery genre movies. Like I heard before Chadwick Boseman, he passed like he was like he like those were roles that he did not want to do because he didn't want to continue like a cycle of you know people of color always seeing things that were reflective of the past because it's just like you know how can we move forward and when right. we when we're talking about like mental health like we don't we don't want to see these major uh films or these um major film companies that are predominantly white we don't want to see them producing our films and 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 making uh slave productions you know for us to like we don't want to see that constant imagery so i definitely understand what you know what people like chadwick bozeman you know their mind frame when they're thinking like nah i don't i don't want to continue the portrayal of that i mean how many 12 years a slave and you know um rosewoods and all these things are important but it's just like, and it, it is insightful. Like even for example, like you're talking about, well, this didn't traumatize me, but it it did open my eyes. Like even the Billie Holiday movie, such a great movie. And mm-hmm. and even though it's just like, it, it kind of pays reference to that era that we're kind of talking about where it's almost like traumatizing because you see black people, you know, just going through so much, but right. just to see how talented she was, but then to also see on the back end, like what we were going through as a people and just, you know, how they tried to, you know, derail her throughout her whole career. And she died so young, just battling with drugs. Well, um, I didn't watch that movie. I didn't watch that movie. Andra Day played in it. And Andra Day, she's a singer. But that was her first, like, 
debut like big picture role and she did so good in it and i mean you you would have to see it because it really showed you i don't want to see it if it's toxic shit you know you know what but i will say that you know it's one of those things where it's just like damn you know another time and this is real life where you're where you're seeing how black people how we were maligned and how you know people tried to like really just go hard on us during that time but again she was so talented she fought but it just like I said and even though you know her story her story it was a little bit tragic just because she you know died young but she lived her life child and that's what I will say and um she did it you know unapologetically but you know so even though it was very educational you know it's just it's hard to see those things but it's historical but you you were talking about Lena Waithe Oprah like um my thing is, you know, Lena Waithe is, is another one of them, you know, her sci-fi type of uh, lately uh, sl- about slavery movies or it's just a lot. But, you know, speaking about these slavery movies, I feel like they if I don't want to see them. I just want to make sure, you know, the the oppressor ancestors uh, are watching them too because Child. it's like they didn't be watching them along with us like exactly they didn't put them in u.s history classes that's what they didn't be in they didn't be making everybody watch this shit in u.s history class right i don't want to be the only one tormented and depressed <laughs> watching this shit exactly like damn that's what we went through like no this shit need to be for educational purposes like are y'all like making this for us or are you making this for everyone shit, so, we already having a bad shit we already know we right. had it we have it bad now right so we don't we don't need to see what we've been through you know what i'm saying so no i feel you a thousand percent and you know to your points just even just talking about okay tv and like what we're talking about shows and films like for example like even i feel like to a degree it is harmful like i feel like of lately i don't know if you noticed it but like i feel like there's a lot of whitewashing in commercials right now and when i say Mm -hmm. that i mean whitewashing or making families more integrated i don't know if you noticed that but when you're looking at commercials whether you're looking at TV shows, whether we're looking at the films that we're taking in. Mm. I don't know if you notice how many films that we're seeing that were just a, a solid black family or it's some type of multicultural or right. it's a, it's a, you know, it's a white mom, a black dad and, you know, a biracial child. And like I said, it's not just films. I feel like from commercials, like when the holidays roll around, it's like they got these integrated, like multicultural families. But I don't know. I feel like it is. I you notice know, it. You know what I notice? Um, I notice the change of hair textures. I notice mm. that it'll be like a a black family, and they'll it, it could be a dark skinned girl or it can be a, a light skinned girl, and they'll have like the soft three C or or in the threes hair texture, mm. or or even if it's the mom that has like the four C hair texture, her child will have like the three hair texture. Not saying that black people we come in all right because we do hair we all definitely do like. I just be like, "Mm, this is very interesting. Like, you know, to see that these hair textures that are mostly what I see is like the softer hair textures. So, and it's interesting because like I said, the fact that you noticed it and then, you know, my thoughts, they're similar, not the exact same, but they are because it's just like, 
you know, I feel like I said, first of all, it's already been an attack on the black family. Like we don't, I don't know about a lot of your friends, you know, like are a lot of your, cause I know your parents, my parents were married. They got divorced when I was young. Um, but I know your parents, they're still together. I don't know if a lot of your friends, if their, their parents are still married. Is that the case for you? Um, I got some friends that parents, but a lot of my friends, they, they parents was like either never together or they was together like for two mm-hmm. years and, or the daddies was deadbeats, you know, right. my friends. I got you. Right. So my thing is like, I feel like already like for, for years, for hundreds of years, you black families being separated and not fathers not being in the home that's been something that's been a narrative that's been explained for years and been talked about for years so it's like when I see these commercials when I see this particular imagery where it's a family and it's like an integrated family I don't want to be like it's a slap in the face but it's like I peep it like I notice it and it's like oh Mm. they have an agenda it's just like when it like I feel like TV has gotten racier. You looking at you looking at a, a commercial for I don't know condoms, and it's it's, it's really turning to softcore porn where we are. Yeah, because they don't explicit shit no more. Now they be cussing on TV. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? But just like I said, just even just going back to the imagery that we're seeing, I feel like you know black families minority family blacks and brown families like we, we shit even if it's black families it's it's drama because lena waif shit she she has like she try to show black love in a like a uh it's like a negative way like queen mm. of slam that shit was negative as fuck like the, the the black girl had to be angry the whole show and then she had to be angry to and the black man had to soften her up like i was just like what type of shit is this and then she got the her um show which is a thriller called them like that See? show is toxic as fuck that's another oh, yeah, one yeah. so lena waif is uh that show it's like a beautiful beautiful black family they all good looking they just like the kids are just beautiful and tell me why they going through all this torture you know against the colonizers and against the ghosts in the house or whatever the fuck is in the house i'm like well damn it's just like she just a real toxic individual but yeah, I don't want to see all this this dark and gloom because, you know, black people, we want to, we need, like, we don't, we get enough imagery, you know what I'm saying, in the day-to-day, in our life, enough, like, we want to see us uplifted, <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't, we don't want to see no slavery. We want to see us living in king, as kings and queens. I be, right. I be having to, um, at nighttime, y'all, dead ass. If I be watching one of these slave movies or one of these scary movies <laughs> and shit, I be having to, like, sleep turn the light. channel and watch something happy mm-hmm. before I go to sleep. <laughs> that's how much trauma I be having. Yeah. Shit. Sometimes that shit be real heavy, and that's the thing. Like, we want to be uplifted. And some stuff is educational and a need to know, but some stuff, like, how many antebellums, how many, you know, how much? So what about like, has anything toxic that you've seen or anything that has happened on TV or in the news or whatever that has led to like workplace tension? Girl, you know, right now or for the past year and a half, two years, I ain't been in no office. So uh, I don't I don't have to deal with all that. Uh, That's been a, a good point for that. You blessed. I know. But when I was like, for example, 
I remember, I mean, I just remember that whole 2016 period when Trump was going into office and 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 working for a company and um doing some writing. It was like a little it was a consulting gig and um they were on Wall Street and it it a lot of, you know, white men uh in there and and I just knew they were all voting for Trump and it just the tension and it just fell thick for me, maybe. Mm. And that's because it was just like, man, I know these folks all voting for this man, for this cat. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just that's not what I was on and, and the energy that I wanted to be coming into uh, every day. So it was that. And obviously, just even recently, like when um, the riots kicked off back in the spring due to George Floyd. Girl, you got me. I'm on. When the situation transpired with George Floyd and he was in Minnesota, remember how, no, one time Minnesota, well, Minneapolis in Minnesota. So in Minneapolis, that whole place exploded. So that's when those some of those riots start kicking up and kicking off because the police officers and all that type of stuff. And so I just remember, you know, everybody getting on Facebook, especially because we were all on lockdown. So we didn't have nothing but social media to voice our opinions. But mm. like, I don't have a lot of other friends like I. Well, let me not say that because I love everybody and I don't want nobody to think that I don't. But I'm you talking about colonizer friends. What are you talking about? Yes, I'm talking about colonizer. He's not even no col like he. Well, he's like probably Italian American. Anyway, I had this guy that I used to work with. We were like Facebook friends, and I just you know like when that whole when everything was going down, you know everybody got something like quippy to say. You know they're just like oh you know what is rioting got to do with anything? All these damn things. It's like. I, well, your white ass can't understand. And mm. like, you know what I'm saying? His friends on there, when I look at their profile pictures, they got U.S. flags and machine guns in the oh, frame Lord. with them. I'm like, you you white niggas can't relate. <laughs> oh, Lord, Jesus. I'm like, y'all can't relate. So why am I sitting here about to go back and forth with you? Delete. So I ended mm. up deleting him. But, you know, any time where you're the minority and things happen you know they they talk about making juneteenth a holiday you know you just like i bet you they talking shit under their breath right now but they didn't know what that shit was a lot of them shit right so so you so you know they like the fuck like they better not take off for this right but you know those things that you know make that make you know it's like yes I'm unapologetically black. <laughs> right. I remember I had an old boss. I had a lot of damn racist ass co-worker shit. I had an old boss when um, Beyonce did the Super Bowl and it was like the Black Panther Party. And, you know, a lot of people ain't educated on the Black Panthers. And then I feel like a lot of racist people be hating on them. But anyway, they're like, that's black power. <laughs> I'm sure. Girl. Uh, uh, so this man literally was talking shit about Beyonce and was like, why would she go there? Like, I'm like, bitch, we dying. We getting shot. And she trying to tell y'all, she been telling y'all about us dying and shit. And you up there thinking about why is Beyonce doing that? Like, really? That shit pissed me off. And then I had another coworker, um, that I followed. It was a white girl. I followed her on Facebook 
and she was like a Trump supporter. Here I am. We in exactly. the office. Cool no, as fuck. No. We was cool as fuck in the office. I thought she was cool. Secretly, this girl was racist on the low. I'm like, I had to unfriend her. I should have reported her ass. Exactly. That's why I had to let go of that dude. I'm like, nah, bro. We can't even relate. I thought she was cool. I'm like, you get on here talking this rhetoric. Hell no. And then, like, the thing is, like, with with being at work and shit and how, like, this can really affect your mental health. Like, the whole, like what we went through, what we've been going through, honestly, with uh, dying by the hands of police and white people killing us off or people killing us off, like how George Zimmerman killed off. I'm still not over that. And But but what gets me is that they uh, really be trying to move along like business as usual. Right. And and then what's also gets me is that my coworkers, like they'll be cool with me as fuck, talk about their love life. You know, they be like, oh, let's go out to dinner. They be trying to be my friends. But when shit pop off, they be quiet as fuck. They don't say shit to they me. They don't pull up like Rihanna it's like they said. don't it's like they don't give a fuck. Like they don't you know, care about black people. That's how I truly feel. Right. Nobody. I mean, nobody truly cares about anything that they have to go out of their way with go out of that you know that's not in their norm like how does it impact their day-to-day so that's how no, some they care people... about the damn dogs right yeah they care and about animals that ain't theirs they be trying. crying when they see an animal getting shot that ain't even their fucking animal animals lgbt and we're all it's all it's all connected that's the thing and so one people's not free then no one is that's just kind of how it is you know and everything is just else's ass but black, backwards but i just think that that's different because i feel like black people we care about everybody that's what like I, sometimes i feel Do like you? we have to, yes sometimes you i feel like that. we have too much empathy yes we can see like a little uh, a white kid getting hurt and yes, we, we gonna be course. like oh my god we have i feel like black people have so much empathy and we forgive people you we see do. all the cases where in dallas that that girl that police officer shot that man and the family fucking forgave her i mean that was just i mean they were like they, you know I get i'm it. saying we do that shit all the time we always we're a forgiving group of people we turn to other you know cheap. because of our christianity beliefs and you know it's taught it teaches us to forgive but other people are nothing like us other cultures they they'll turn on their own people mm-hmm. they don't care they are not forgiving like us at all yeah but yeah for sure, for sure. All right, so let me ask you this. What about toxic online TV that led to family issues or tensions? Have you ever, like, anything that, like, you know, had some irrehensible damage, I guess, to family ties? Have y'all, like, have you ever experienced that? I don't know if I've experienced it quite like that. I've had my own situation just with uh, just learning how keep shit offline, like, don't go online to vent people because I feel Ooh. like I feel oh you don't know about that I be venting all the time online I don't give a fuck go right because I know that you've talked about this before so you ain't you ain't never got into no issues with no but family I, I, I get into it with my family all the damn time because they hate us but um I got into it I already talked about this I got into it with my cousins because I was watching uh Real Housewives of Atlanta and at a reunion with Eva at the time. Mm-hmm. And Eva was up there calling the dark-skinned girls uh, nappy-headed hoes. Okay. But she probably didn't mean it that way, like as in singling them out because of their skin tone. But okay. 
when the viewers all said they saw it and it was just like, this is colorism. And then Andy talked about it, but Eva was like, well, I can use my own colloquialisms because I'm black at the end of the day. So when Kenya tried to explain to her, she was like, you know, I love you, but at the same time, you, you're, you're light and you have green eyes and you have soft hair right. texture. You can't go, you have to see that it's some type of basically privilege. You gotta see that connotation and that whole, uh, stereotype over these years you gotta see that's negative and she just kept like denying it and denying it she didn't right. own up to it and own up and I said that I posted that on social media I was like that's a prime example is privilege when you cannot see that you're in the wrong over certain situations that's privilege and my cousins got upset because it was like, oh, I'm light-skinned, but it's no privilege with me. I'm like, y'all need to read a history book because it, it definitely is some type of privilege. And I was telling them, you know, my thing is, it's privileges for everything in life. And, and I know I got two-parent household privilege, but I, I know I got that privilege. And that's the difference between me and my family. They're in denial about their fucking privilege. And that shows you that they got fucking privilege by being in fucking denial. But that's another story. And, you know, my drama that led in this. Okay. You know, it's tension so, in me and my right. fucking family. Right. You know, so the real, to each other no more. the real housewives made a pop out. But the underlying yes. thing was like, I see colorism. And that's what I think. That's what I see. And if you are just like saying that it just doesn't exist, then... That's an issue. You know what I'm saying? If you're saying it doesn't exist. Okay, well, my thing was I just learned to keep I, I didn't have any TV that led to it. Just uh just online, just uh, you know, being online and it's just like, you know, people do it all the time. Uh I got Facebook friends that come on and they'll vent their life story or, you know, all sorts of stuff. But I just remember the one time that I did, you know, halfway vent or say something i got checked so quick by uh my uh this is like my big sister we were we were it's like it's my you sister talking about her i i i mean i was but it wasn't really directed it was just like we were we were having tension because we were planning my sister's 40th and like we can all get on one accord so it's just like i had to start making some decisions and just like okay and for some reason we all got kind of off page and it was just like I said something online it wasn't like it was like directed as specifically as someone but she felt it and she received it and I had to accept it and be like you know what I was wrong for that because what? yes wait so you was you directly talking about her or was she just uh insecure you know because it's two different situations sometimes people feel like you're talking about them no really no talking. no because we had literally just got out of an argument probably like an hour before and i i said that you know and then oh, i you've said been shady girl right and so she was like you don't do that da 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 da, da. And that because that's my family essentially. She was like say it to my face. That's what she wasn't like. even. She wasn't even like say it to my face because that's my big sister. Because I told her how I felt on text oh, message. Oh, so you was talking shit online and shit. Right, but I but. But Again. she, you got you. I mean, I mean, I don't know. You was kind of, I don't know, cause you know, I guess you was in the wrong for that, girl. I, I just for that, I just was like, you don't. That's why I'm just saying, like, you don't take your issues, and it's not something I do all the time. But she but can I, unfollow you then, shit. She, she could, but again, it was such a little small tiff, and it's only because we were literally 
just you know trying to get my sister set up so mm. it ended well and so we 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 made up after that so it was good oh that's but good we learned to keep the business offline but yeah shit i be entertained by people business online right well online that that's the next thing because a lot of this shit that we see on tv social media is very toxic to our mental health it really is and i will say that it's so toxic to the to the effect that we're we're so we're descent we have become so desensitized to what we are seeing because i mean it is crazy It's, it's mad prevalent like whether what we're watching on tv or whether if we're scrolling, you know, we're looking at TikTok, we're looking at Twitter, we're looking at Instagram, literally. You know, it used to be a point to where back in the day, we wouldn't be knowing what cops and what went down between people. It was really, you know, the cops word against their the person that they had taken into their custody. And now it's like every day we're coming across something on our timeline where maybe it's blurred and they're like, you know, the content is graphic, you know, uh, it's graphic violence. So they may blur it and you have to enter into there. But every day we're coming across some content on social media right. where we are looking at people take their last breaths, like be, you know, murdered. Like it's just, it's so much stuff that we are seeing and like literally every day just scrolling, um, you know, whether we want to take it in or not. And we, I just think that, yes, I feel like we have gotten to a point to where we are so desensitized that yeah, it's, it's even played into like, you know, our commercials that come on TV, um, the programming and, you know, and just, just, just how deep that they can go with it. So I definitely understand what you're saying. So do you have any like examples of social media and things on social media that kind of has kind of like affected your mental health, like, Um, or just anything that you feel like is toxic as fuck, even if it didn't like, like affect your mental health, that it's just like, you just seeing toxic shit over and over on social media. I wouldn't, I don't, you know what? I will say that, you know, with social media, they say that social media, it's a lot of, it's a real big comparison tool. That's what it becomes. You understand? You're kind of looking at it and you're seeing what other people got. I feel like in some negative ways, it can be bad for that. Like some motivational things, like, you know, you see other people, you, you can be encouraged by their stories. But on the flip side, it could also be a bad thing and play into people's psyche sometimes Mm. I have to sometimes I feel like I have to detox from social sometimes I just feel like you just said that it could be positive stuff so do you feel bad when you see certain type of positive stuff no I don't feel no like that that positive stuff that's encouraging but you know that's in a, a sea of like it's so much that goes on on the course of social media. You see the positive, and I'm saying that that's few and far between, but you see a lot more of the negative. Um, okay, what are some examples of the negative that kind of like made okay. you want to take a break from social media? 
Well, just I feel like on social, especially like an Instagram, you know, we get so caught up on just the idea of posting and just I don't know if it's like a FOMO type thing, but I just I just feel like with social media, sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the minutia, the rhetoric, like, hey, like if somebody passed away or if they celebrating the death of somebody, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to look on everybody's Instagram page. They're going to have it posted. They're going to have a, pot of, uh, a, a picture of Biggie and a quote. I, I just feel like sometimes with social media, it is a lot of followers sometimes and so sometimes it's good to kind of step back I don't feel like you should be so close to anything so I just feel like it's good to to detox from social just because we just it's just so much stuff that's taking place throughout the course of the day that we're processing you know just by looking at uh, looking down on our fingertips looking at our smartphones I just you know what um piggyback into what you were saying on earlier when we were talking about like positive stuff on social media um you know it's crazy because for me you said po positive stuff is encouraging sometimes that shit can be depressing like for instance if I see like everybody their mama having babies or everybody their mama getting married I'd be like damn like it can it can play on my insecurity we talked about that's what I'm telling you like FOMO I feel mm. like sometimes we get so caught up in social media and we start comparing we we're seeing what other people got going on it, that can kind of take away lies exactly but what i'm telling you is that can kind of diminish people's self-esteem we don't we don't know what's going on behind the scenes of that photo but you know a picture sometimes that's all we need to 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 speak to us and that's what happens and i okay so you asked for examples okay now i was so saying them niggas uh the the and then what i was piggybacking all them niggas uh that's getting married some of them niggas be in my dms and that's just very toxic to me girl that'd be like oh lord they married tomorrow and they be in my dms the next day that's right very toxic. that sounds like niggas okay so uh, one thing that I was gonna say about this, so you asked personally, like I well, not me personally, but I have friends that have like teenage daughters, you know, thirteen year old daughters that are you know getting on social media, and now they're seeing these things, and you know now their peers have it, and just the things. They're seeing what things, girl? We need examples. The the listeners want to hear examples. Um, they're just seeing, they're seeing the same things that we see. If, if you, if you're following, uh, reality TV, loving hip hop, they looking at these women, they looking at all the little social, uh, influencers like Ari or, mm -hmm. or, or Jada, they're looking at all these young women. They're seeing the things, the materials that they got. They're looking at them. They're looking at their bodies. They're like, oh, if I have this certain type of look, I'm gonna, I will attract this. I, I, I see it playing into the psyches of these young women because my friends are telling me, you know, that their daughters are like, oh, when I'm grown or if I can't wait to get a shape or like just the things that are coming out of their mouths. Was it their daddy speaking to them too? They got fathers, but 
they got fathers, but just because of a father is in your life does not mean that that it, it's a lot of young women too that go out there and do what they're gonna do, and it it doesn't matter if they have a father or not. FYI, that is not the well, end all be all. I'm just saying, I don't it irritates know. Me I, when I'm people say my that. Parents, I mean, I'm just saying that's my you parents, and your parents. They 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 really instilled on me. You know, right? That well, you just that, but right. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you this, Tasha. You talk about that, but you're not I know you're young (laughs) you and you remind us all the time but what I'm saying is a lot of these kids that are of age now or growing up like they didn't grow up in an area of uh, my space they didn't grow up in uh, that era they are in this era where this is what it's been you know what I'm saying it's you go to your phone it's there like it used to be back in the day it, it wasn't this, but I'm going to say that these kids, it's a it's a different era. Like, I think that we've been coming of age in this. I mean, social media got prevalent, like, when I got into college. And, like, before that, I didn't do anything. I didn't do uh, a Black Planet. I didn't do a MySpace. I didn't do any of that. But I'm saying, like, nowadays, these kids, like, right out the gate. This is the stuff that they have access to. And, it, you know, it it is playing into their psyche. And it is it is influencing well, I, them. I, I mean, it can be. But at the same time, like, when we was young, we saw music videos, a woman dressed like, you know, even though it was in social media, we it's literally different. saw tons of music videos. Oh, right. But we had to dress a certain right. way. We had we to literally. On it. be going to our house to watch BT, watch the box. You would have to do all of that. Right now, it is different. And if you don't think that, that's crazy to me because these kids I mean, have everything at their fingertips. But that's your experience with it's your not my experience. I have, a little cousin. I have a little cousin. She ain't trying to be a hot girl out here. She's still a teenager. And I guess because that's how her mom, you know, her mom did a good job. She's not up there trying I'm to not be gonna, like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not, not going to say that because even my girls i know that they're good ass parents so it's not like oh it's not about we can't place blame on parents either like that like i mean i know like yes but we parents can have to have, yes we yes. can in a lot of sense though parents right. are raising their kids but what like, i'm telling you right but the women that i'm talking about and what i'm referring to i know that these women have a firm grip on their children so that's what type of situations i'm talking about so you could be a good parent all day long but you know it's kind of hard to say things like that when you're not a parent so <laughs> you know but i'm a godparent so you yeah can. great <laughs> yes, i got can, nieces and nephews so what can, i'm not a parent you, but how are you telling me first of all how are you going to tell me and you're not even a damn parent I'm so you not. can't you can't tell me but, but how that, i should feel right, on the subject what, when you're not a damn parent you, your own right self. but what so you said calm down but what you so said don't ever ever tell me because you're not a parent you can't speak in behalf of parents you you don't can't ever, ever tell but, me that. but for you no to, no don't no, ever tell me but for you, shit right now no. don't ever tell me that shit period okay we're gonna scratch all this but for you to have said what you, you said about about good about good parents like how you gonna say that? Like you're not like that's offensive. But don't ever don't that's ever, offensive. Ever. You know what? We can end this. I'm uh, I'm done with this shit. This is some bullshit. Don't ever try me like that. You don't know what the fuck people be going through. Don't ever. That's the same shit that they tried, Doctor Fucking Jackie, talking about. Oh, you're not a fucking parent, so you can't speak on behalf of children. Yes, the fuck you can. The fuck. Don't okay, Tasha. Up. So, do you want to end this? So yeah, we can. Y'all have no time. You got me fucked up.
Okay, Tasha. Good night. All right. So I I guess we, we're we not going to have a resolution tonight. You know, you feel how you feel and I feel how I feel. And so we'll just leave this for another day.